Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zayer and Kelly Fox. Hello, it is Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and I'm excited to be here with you tonight. We are talking step one, awareness. This is the month of awareness, and we are excited to keep this conversation going. Tonight, we're going to be discussing perception versus truth. So we're going to jump into that and uh, swim around and see uh, what the conversation brings and which tools we're going to bring to you. Terry uh, is... uh, now here and so let's bring her in and welcome my beautiful co-host terry sayer how are you doing tonight terry i'm doing well thank you i'm sorry i'm a little bit late i lost track of time you know how that happens to me yep (laughs) well i did i just um presented the topic of the night which is perception versus truth and um, we're going to jump on in and it perceptions um, or filters makes me think of the story of this woman who would look through her window at her neighbor's laundry hanging out to dry and just, you know, criticize her and say, does she not know how to get her laundry clean? Her laundry is so dirty. And this would happen day after day after day. And her husband Well, I'll tell you that part next, but she comes out one day and she's like, oh my gosh, her clothes are clean. And, um, and the husband's like, I washed the windows. So (laughs) her laundry was always clean. Um, but the woman's windows were dirty. So that is perception and how, we might sometimes be looking through a dirty window at a situation or at ourselves and how we need to get that window cleaned. So what are the things that we can do to find out that truth? That is the conversation tonight. So, Terry, when it comes to perceptions versus truth, what are you, what do you think of? Well, I think that, um, of course, it's, it's important that we – I think judgment has a lot to do with perception. Um, mm-hmm. it, we see things maybe the way we want to see them or that we, we're judging a situation and so we kind of make up what's happening. We we think we know what other people are thinking or what other people mm-hmm. are, are behind their actions. And really uh, the only thing we know for sure is our own our own responses, our own reactions, our own reality. And when we put that onto someone else and make that what we believe is their reality, then we're, we're, you know, perceiving things through our own, our own experiences rather than seeing the innocence in others. I think it's, it's really helpful if, if when we, say we're looking out the window at someone else, we're, you know, we're, in a group of people, we're we're in relationships and organizations, or in our work, or in their family, and we 
impose our belief systems, our circumstances, our experiences, and we impose those on other people to uh, inform us of what we think that person's motivation is, what that person's reality is, then we're we're looking through dirty windows or you can call them dirty sunglasses or whatever. We're looking at it through our reality rather than the other person's reality. And that is assuming that they they are, you know, motivated by whatever we are making that perception or that assumption around instead of just thinking mm-hmm. They're doing the best they can. They're doing what they can when they yeah. can the best they can. We don't understand their circumstances. We don't know what they're thinking, and yet we perceive that we do, and we make decisions based upon that, about what we think about them, what we might say about them, how we might act towards them, or a situation. Um, so I think that, that perception has a lot to do with judgment. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I think we we try to put all the pieces of a story together, and yet we don't have all of those pieces, and so we make up things. You know, we see rowdy kids in the grocery store, and we make up stories about why those kids are rowdy and what's going on with their mom and blah, 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 right? We make up stories. When we drive, you know, people driving fast or people cutting us off or people not using their turning signal, that's one I do, um, you know, we are driving slow, right? We, ha- we make up all of these stories of why they're doing that. Um, there's there's so, many, so many situations throughout the day where we make up stories. And the reason why we do this is because our brains like a complete picture. They don't like seeing a puzzle and it having pieces missing. And so it creates pieces to put in there so that it's a complete picture. And we forget that those pieces are fake or we're not aware that those pieces are fake. And so we act and we speak and we think as if it is truth. But it's not. There's fake pieces. There's assumptions. There's judgments. There's a story. There's whatever you want to call it in that picture. And it isn't correct or it isn't actual facts or truth. And one of the, one of the tools of fearless living that I love and I know I've shared plenty of times on the podcast over the years is are you making it up or is it true? And this was a tool that I used all the time, still do, but used it all the time when I first started Fearless Living because I realized I was making up so much stuff, so much stuff about myself, about my circumstances, about everyone around me and the world at (laughs) at large. Um, And so I started challenging all of those stories, all of those um, beliefs that I had that, um, and so many of them were incorrect. Um, some of them might have been true, but so many of them were incorrect or were half-truths or were 
um, you know, something that, something that I, I, I can't exactly remember where my brain was going in that moment, but they were just not true. And as I challenged those, I was more aware of what other people were making up. And I was able to support them in challenging their stories or their misconceptions. And, and that made it easier for us to interact with each other because we were both interacting from a place of truth, not from a place of perception. And so I know that in relationships, they will automatically improve if you can check what is actually true and, and let go of those preconceived ideas and judgments and assumptions that we normally form as human beings. Favorite um, quotes by Mother Teresa, I, I have it uh, on my mirror. I think I've shared before that, you know, I really want to, my essence to be one of love and that's what I want to filter my relationships with other people around and make, if I'm going to make an assumption, make it out of love. And one of the things that she said was, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. So whenever, you know, you feel frustrated, agitated, or judgmental or critical, listen for those feelings and the needs of the other person so that you'll be able to truly love them, you know, that listen carefully. You know, we talked about that in awareness of being able to listen Mm -hmm. and observe so that we can get to their essence, you know, and listen to what's behind what they're saying and observe and I think if, if you're if you're wanting to be loving and, and love people and see their you know see their innocence um and these are in relationships that you you want to, to nurture I mean we're not going to go around um you know we, we don't need to to be this attentive to every person we meet on the street right these are people that mm-hmm. we that we're more relationships with people we work with people that are our colleagues that we want to have a, a relationship that's that's understanding and kind and so if, if we're listening to them and observing them and trying to listen to what's behind maybe when they're frustrated or agitated and they're they're striking out and not judging that but still uh you're you're uh, your motivation is to love them, you know. We're not talking about romantic love. We're talking about, you know, the the kind of love that Christ has for us. You know, it's loving them because we are uh, connected and uh, we're human beings in the same family. And um, I think practicing that and being committed to that kind of a, an awareness, I mean, that's what we're talking about this month, that kind of an awareness of other people's needs and other people's words and actions and and trying to see what's underneath, you know, the agitation underneath, the frustration, the, the overwhelm in other people. By asking questions and observing and listening, we can truly get down to what's true for them. And that, that's work. You know, that takes time, that takes effort, that takes a commitment to the other person. 
and a commitment to your desire to not be judgment to to be loving rather than judgmental. Mhm. Yeah, I think it's easier for us to to assume than to ask the question. Yeah, we sure. assume we know the answer instead of asking the question to actually get the answer. I know there are certain things that, uh, let's just say my husband does, and that he does them repeatedly, repeatedly. And uh, I think sometimes he is doing that on purpose to irritate me. But really <laughs> he's not. He's really not. He's, it's just something he does. And it, he doesn't even think about it. He's not thinking, oh, I'm going to do this to irritate Kelly. He just thinks, he just doesn't think, I guess. Um, or when I'm driving, you know, the person in front of me isn't purposely trying to make me late, right? Um, or the person who doesn't use their turn signal isn't a jerk, right? So, like, we, it's easier to say, you know, oh, these people, they're crazy drivers. Who taught them how to drive? Ah, oh, blah, 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 right? But really, you know, maybe they're driving super fast because they really have to go to the bathroom. Or there's an emergency um, at home, and so they're trying to get home. Or they're, um, you know, super late for work. We've all, we've all been there um, and can have some compassion for that. Um, you know, so we talk about if you're going to make it up, make it up good. And so make it up, if you're going to make it up, say, you know, say something like that instead of, you know, oh, this person is so inconsiderate, this person's a jerk, or this person is blah, 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 right? Make up something funny or make up something, you know, um, where you feel compassion towards the person instead of frustration or irritation. Um, You know, this helps us with that perception, I think, because it's not true. There's no way we would know if it was true or not. We're not going to pull that person over and say, why are you speeding or why did you not use your turn signal, right? So we're not going to get the truth there, but it helps us with how we perceive other people and how we perceive the world because if we perceive that everyone is trying to irritate us or get in our way or slow us down or you know um, make our day bad then that's what we're going to see that's that's what we're going to see we're going to the world treating us that way and the world you know being against us but if we can perceive things with compassion and love, like Terry was saying, um, if we can perceive things as, you know, things that happen for a reason, um, then we don't have that perception of the world being against us. Um, We can have a perception of the world being for us. We can have a perception of compassion for others, um, and that will lessen the judgment and the irritation and the frustration with other people who don't act the way we want them to drive the way we yeah. want them to um yeah, like we you know control, like control over what other people do yeah absolutely i mean sometimes i really wish i did 
but I know, I know. Yeah, and that's human. That's yeah, that's being human, human as well, you know. But you know, the story yeah. of the the lady in the laundry and the dirty window. You know, if you can keep those kinds of thoughts and thoughts to kind of draw you back to, is my is my window dirty? You know. And then yeah. I always think about that story of the guy on the subway with his kids and the kids are just running yeah. around and just sitting there in a stupor and somebody finally says to him, Mr. Why don't you watch your kids? And he comes out of the stupor and says, Oh my gosh, you know, my wife just died in the hospital. I haven't told him yet. And I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to tell my kids, you know, and then everybody mm-hmm. just grabs the kids and starts, you know, playing with them and, entertaining them and nurturing them, you know, to help him get his mind together to what, what he's going to do. And I always think of that too. I think, you know, when I see somebody yeah, not doing what I think they should be doing, you know, and I always think of that story and I think, you know, well, what's going on in this person's life? You know, why am I judging the way he's treating his kids? I mean, just to say that as an example, or why are they dressed that way or why, why are they, you know, talking like that? Why are they not paying attention to that person or, you know, whatever it is that I'm I'm questioning their motive, their behavior, their language. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, no idea what this person has been going through today. Not a single yeah. idea. And uh, yeah. my job is to love this person, whether I take an action or I just don't think those negative thoughts, you know, and I think loving thoughts towards that person and then put out, put out understanding, you know, put out kindness instead of judgment. I think that, mm-hmm. that is the coaching. We have a coaching uh, strategy that, that is called, you know, see, see, see people's innocence, you know, see their innocence and uh, utilize that mm-hmm. as a strategy when you're dealing with other people and you're dealing with your feelings of frustration, your your agitation, your judgment, see their innocence. Mm-hmm. And like, make yeah. it up. They're doing the best they can. You know, they're doing the best they can. Make that assumption. Make that perception, your perception. That person mm-hmm. that, that cut in front of you, maybe, maybe they're, they're going to the hospital. Maybe they just, you know, fell asleep for a second. Maybe they just made a bad judgment, <laughs> but it's not to to agitate yourself and to get your mm-hmm. energy up a frenzy to where it's affecting your health and you know so it's like I I don't I get agitated when people don't signal too and I'll say can't you see me sitting here waiting to go and you're going to turn you know and I think well mm-hmm. maybe they didn't see or maybe they just aren't aren't aware you know that somebody's sitting there they're mm-hmm. just getting home looking they're going to cook dinner or they're worried about giving the kids their lessons or whatever and you can you can retrain yourself to the innocence in others and what that not only affects you know your uh love being able to send love to other people it affects your capacity to love yourself and to bring good good vibes for yourself you know because your thoughts create your reality so if you're having negative thoughts and judgmental thoughts about yourself or others, then that's exactly the, what you're creating. Is that atmosphere of judgment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that when we, when we put, I think also when we see things that are happening around us, 
a lot of that time we're irritated because it's something that we see in ourselves that we don't like. And so a lot of the times we put frustration or anger on someone else because they're reflecting back to us something that we don't like about ourselves. And so a lot of the times when someone doesn't like you, it really has nothing to do with you. And that's also a perception that we can have, you know, oh, this person is being irritated with me. They don't like me. There's something wrong about me. No, there's something going on with that person, and we don't need to take it on ourselves, right? So there's perceptions that can go both ways, you know, like people don't like me. Well, no, maybe that person, maybe it is true that that person doesn't like you, but that doesn't mean that people don't like you, right? So challenging those stories that we tell ourselves, challenging those um, made-up pieces in the puzzle, challenging, you know, the judgments and the assumptions that we have uh, about ourselves or about other people or about situations or about the past or about the future, whatever it may be, um, having an awareness around those perceptions, having awareness around Okay, what is fact? What is factual? And what is what is the truth? Um, you know, they, they say that there's three sides to a story, yours, theirs, and the actual truth. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> so being able and willing to listen to the other side and then coming together and finding out what is really true. What is really true about that situation or that conversation or those feelings or whatever it might be? What's really true? Well, and I find not, that you may, not, you may not be uh-huh. able to get to the absolute truth, you know? You may not be able to get to the absolute mm-hmm. truth. So it, 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 you, all you can do is be honestly and authentically who you are. So you can be your true self. And you can put forth understanding and kindness and compassion, but the other person has to be willing as well, and you have no control over that. Mm-hmm. So you want to Quite live true. your truth. Living your truth will bring you to your authentic self, regardless of whether the other mm-hmm. person that you, you know, you're having the difficulty with a lack of communication or whatever it might be in your previously having perceptions about how they feel about you or how they, you know, why they're acting the way they're acting. Sometimes you can't get to the kernel of that truth until time passes and trust is built and, and a relationship can go forward. Or in some cases that person, you, you just have to walk away and Mm -hmm. that person, you know, isn't going to be a part of your, a, a part of your life because there isn't that level of trust and honesty. And so you can do everything you can do to be authentic and truthful and not judgmental of a person. And it still doesn't mean that that relationship is going to be perfect or that everything's going to be hunky dory. It's, uh, but that's what you can do because that's what you control. Well, and I was going to say not, I don't think a lot of us take the time to have those conversations and get down to, you know, a combination of, of both perceptions that 
you know, mm-hmm. close to what might have actually happened, or at least the miscommunication has been cleared up and there's more clarity around the situation. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we get offended or we get upset or whatever, and that that com- that next conversation isn't had. Um, or you're in a situation where you can't have a conversation because the situation's over as soon as it started you know, like yeah. a situation on the freeway or something. But I think, yeah. I think if we can, if we can, uh, if we can see things as not, I mean, I don't want to say not because that's not, <laughs> I said not again. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, to see things in a positive way, you know, perceive things in a positive way, like you said, that the person's just doing the best they can. And for the most yeah. part, everybody is everybody mm-hmm. is doing the best they can. Very few people wake up in the morning and say, how can I ruin someone's day today? Um, yeah. You know, everybody really is trying to do the best they can with the tools that they have, the experiences that they've had, the work that they've done, you know, not everybody has the same amount of tools. I have a lot of tools. I don't always use all of them, <laughs> but I have a lot of tools. So for me to think that my six-year-old is going to have a conversation with me at the same level that I am at is not going to happen, right? Or even having a conversation with an adult who still doesn't have communication tools or ways to manage their fear is still not going to go well. So, you know, there's, there's those expectations can come in and foul us up and then we start making up stories. So just checking our perception versus what's really going on, what pieces are fake, you know, where are the questions that we need to ask? Where's the clarity you know what's the clarity that we need to that we need to um, get, or can we just let this go? You know, can we just say, you know, it happened. Uh, it doesn't mean anything about me. Doesn't mean anything about them. It's just something that happened. You know. Yeah. So we've we've got a, just over three minutes left, and I want to um, I want to say that we do have a workshop this month that we would love to invite you all to. It is on the fourth Monday, which is the 23rd of October. We're going to be talking about no complaining, and um, we would love to have you join us. You can find links to that in the social media as well as on the website, fearlessgenerations.org. Um, and we would love to have you come out for that. Our next free workshop will be November 11th. We would love for you to come out for that. And uh, that one is from 10 to 11.30 Pacific time. The one on October 23rd is 5.30 to 7 Pacific time. We would love to have you come out for either of those um, or both. And... Um, we want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom or create, re, 
created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. Lots of good stuff over there. And you can, as I said, find everything out about Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And that's all the past episodes of the podcast. That's all of our upcoming workshops. That's also the fundraiser that Terry and I do that is on December 18th called Break the Silence, where we raise money for the Suicide Prevention Task Force in our area. And if you would like to know more about that, you can find information on the website as well. And uh, we have a Facebook page and group as well called Break the Silence. So go check that out as well. We have lots of things leading up to the event. And um, the event is a speaker summit, a silent auction, and this year we're doing a 5K. So if you are a local to the Central Valley, um, then check that out and make plans to come do the 5K with us as well. So, Terry, any last words on perception versus truth? Well, I just think remember that uh, that tools to ask yourself, is this true or am I making it up, is really powerful. So you can utilize that uh, when you're frustrated, uh, whenever you're agitated, just ask yourself, well, is that true or am I making it up? And generally it can pull you back to the to the place of understanding kindness and compassion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Terry, for being here with me tonight. I have loved the conversation. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us or or listening on the replay. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night.